G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are talking buy lows and sell highs. Let's go. Talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. And he's basketball. Back out to Allen. History toilet. Hurry for three. Wow. Unbelievable. Making it rain in New York. We the North are now we the champions. Not the destination, it's the journey. Mamba out. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at BallBoysNBA and on Instagram at BallBoysFantasyBasketball. And as always, I'm joined by my good mate, Callum Mack. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well, Mitch. Um, look, once again, week week one is over, uh, so we got some great perspectives to shoot. Yeah, lots of information coming in. It's time to overreact, like I said on the last podcast. Uh, so, and take advantage of the people who are overreacting, <laughs> um, and hopefully use that to win our league. So that's all what this show is to, um, to do today. We've got our top five buy lows and sell highs. Um, so coming at you quick and fast, and we're going to discuss the kind of value that you should be looking for when either you're trying to buy low or the value you're trying to get back when you're trying to sell high. So hopefully you can maybe execute a trade. It won't always work. You might have some smarter GMs in your league, but it is worth a shot in some of these leagues and can potentially uh, go a long way to you winning your fantasy season. Let's start right away with the buy lows and um, a couple of big names on this list here. We're going to start with uh, the biggest name on the list, James Harden. Um, talk to me about what's going on with James Harden. Uh, I think he can be bought low at the moment. Uh, let me know, what are your thoughts on, on his value right now? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. I'm a bit worried about James Harden. The, the whole free throw percentage and the new rule that's being implemented has clearly affected him. Yeah. Um, we've had three games now, and the man's only averaging three free throws a game. That's, he's known to be a beast in that fantasy value. Um, so it's definitely hurting. Um, and, and he can feel it. His field goes down as well. I feel like he's getting a bit frustrated. Um, I will say, I think he will obviously bounce back. Um, I think that there's just a bit of a transition period where he has to get used to this, but his value, I think overall still will be affected a bit and mainly in the free throw percentage, because that has more or less been his best stat with points, um, for years now. So, and, and that point, look, I'm panicking a bit. Um, and some owners out there definitely are. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like that's the whole big perception with him. It's like, oh, the free throws. He's not going to have his free throws now. And I think, whilst I agree that it might take a dip, everyone's taking a dip. You know, a lot of players are, are, are shooting less free throws, except if your name's Demar Derozan. Um, but everyone's shooting less free throws. So even if he shoots less, his value in that category will still be extremely high. Um, I think at the moment he's. I think the um, the coach was saying that he's kind of like the poster child, and he's getting picked on unfairly. Which I I agree with what <laughs> I've seen so far. He's getting fouled still. Uh, I think more someone like a Trey Young is more the kind of type of player that I thought the rule was kind of made for when they kind of jump into you or jump backwards and all those sort of things. James kind of like he does the hook. He like hooks your arm in there with his other arm. Um, so they're kind of they're kind of picking on him a little bit. So I think he'll work it out. You know, he's a very smart player, and eventually that will increase his points. The field goal percentage at 36% is definitely going to come up. Um, 
and the volume of the free throw line is still going to come up. He's still averaging two and a half threes, seven rebounds, 8.3 assists, uh, one and a half steals nearly, and, and a block per game. So those numbers are all still really high. It's literally just the free throws and points that are down at the moment and the field goal percentage. And um, I think I think those are the things that you've got to those are the things you've got to look at when looking at a buy low is like is this sustainable? Is this something that can reverse itself? Um, and I think when you look at something as clearly like a thirty six percent field goal percentage, that is something that uh, is is pretty sustainable. Are you, are you there, Cal? I think we lost you for a second. Um, yeah, no, you had me. Um, yeah, yeah look, the field goal should definitely come up and the points yeah. as well. So he's he's definitely on his way back. Um, but I guess who who could you trade him for? If you feel like it could be yeah. a bit of a sneaky pick, some people are a bit low. Um, do, you, do you have some names to throw out there? Uh, yeah, I've got some names that I'll throw out there and, and see see if you can you can get this sort of buy low. I think. Um, let me go to my list of names here. I think if you can throw like a second round player who's sort of doing well at the moment. Um, I don't want to say. I think Paul George is probably the guy that sticks out to you, but I think you could even go lower than that. Maybe even someone like a LaMelo Ball might be someone that you could throw out there. He's sort of a hot player at the moment. Maybe you can try to throw him out there. Uh, maybe a Jimmy Butler might be someone that you could throw out there as well. Um, Zach Levine or a Jalen Brown you might be able to throw out there. They've had some big games and scoring a lot of points. Um, those kind of names are the players that I'm sort of thinking that you should be able to get there. And I'm still pretty confident that James Harden will be a better player than them come season's end. Yeah, yeah, I, I had a lot of those names marked down. Um, if you're a Jimmy Butler owner or, or a Zach Levine owner, I definitely think it's worth throwing it out there because I guess most builds he still should fit you. Yeah, um, just because of the def- defensive stuff and the assists, you're still probably going for those stats regardless. Um, a bit of a flyer. I mean, look, I got Anthony Edwards on my team. I'm not sure if um the James Harden owner will probably accept that, but um, Anthony Edwards 29th right now. He's killing it. Four threes a game, 25 points per game. So. Uh, it's definitely worth a fire for something like that, but I, I do think that Jimmy Butler or the um, Zach Levine is is potentially tradable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I, w- I would definitely do that. I, I wouldn't do I wouldn't do Paul George, uh, for example, because I think that there is a realm a possibility that Paul George is better than James Harden this year. So that's an example of someone who I wouldn't do. But yeah, those other names, uh, I would definitely go for it. And of course, if you can trade, if you can trade Ja Morant or CJ McCollum or Miles Bridges, who's the fifth ranked player at the moment, then you do that. But I just don't think that that's going to happen. Like he was still someone's first pick. He's often was going top three. You're still going to have to pay up a fair bit for him. But um, people are panicking. People might be a bit worried with the free throws and the narrative and all that sort of stuff. Let's move on to the next guy that we're going to talk about. Another first rounder, Damian Lillard. Um, what the hell is going on with Damian Lillard at the moment? He is playing like shit right now. He looks, uh, he looks a little bit passive. Um, you know, he's, he's not getting the threes, which is really weird to say. Only two threes in three games, which is just really strange to say for Damian Lillard. What are we doing with him? Uh, are you worried? Or what's going on with Damian Lillard? Uh, I'm assuming it's just a bit of a cold spell. Um, if... <laughs> I'm not too sure if the guy will be panicking if, if you do own him just because, well, we know he's better than this. He's always being consistent. There's no reason for him to change either. Yeah. Um, the point seven three pointers game like that has to come up. It's really the field goal. I think it's it's a small sample size. It'll bounce back. Um, you could throw some trade offers like I've been mentioning before for like a second round or third rounder. I, I think when the season's said and done, it will still be that top 10 value. 
Yeah, look, I, I agree. I, I, I'm not. I was kind of like, you know, getting all excited, but I, I'm, I'm pretty confident he'll be right. I was, I was listening to, uh, I think, it was, who was it? Josh Lloyd. I think he was saying that he's worried about Damian Lillard. I'm not as worried as, as, as what Josh is. I, I think he's going to be fine. I still think he's going to be a first round player. Um, he's someone who, you know, we, we, we've gotten the same thing from Damian Lillard season in, season out. He's really one of those models of consistency. Um, so I'm not expecting. Uh, too much different this year. It's too small of a sample size. There's been a game where he played 24 minutes because they blew the other team out by 30. Uh, another game where they lost by 30, so he played 28 minutes to the Clippers. So there's two out of your three games. And in the first game, he put up 26 and 11. Um, and in that game, he shot 33%. So there's just a few factors that are there that uh, with such a small sample size, uh, I think he's going to be fine. So uh, I, I would throw out a lot of those similar names that we talked about before. Um, with maybe the exception of a mellow ball, would you would you do a uh, if you were the little owner, would you um would you accept a Lamelo ball for that trade, or or if you were the ball owner, would you want to offer that? Um, if you're the ball owner, I, I definitely would. Yeah, um, just because I think Dame obviously should bounce back. But if I'm the little holder, look, small sample size, I'm still going to hold on to yeah. him for a bit longer for sure. So I think that trade will still be out there and say like you know, even a month's time, like Dame Lillard has that reputation. Um, that I think he can obviously hold through this bit longer. Yeah. Is there is there anyone else you want to throw out there as a as a, a buy low sort of trade person that you'd want to float out there to see if you can get a bite for um for little? Um, I think it's just similar players from yeah. what we mentioned before, like your Zach Levine and your Jimmy Butler's as well. There's that round back. Yeah. They they do they do kind of yeah the the James Harden little they're, they're they're similar ilks of players in terms of they fit that punt field goal percentage kind of kind of team. So yeah, pretty, pretty similar targets, I would say there. Let's talk about the next guy here. Um, Michael Porter Jr. We referenced him in the, the previous podcast, um, talking about his teammate, Will Barton, but he, he was someone that we were not high on in the preseason. He was actually in our bus videos. Um, when we say bus, he was probably just going too high to where we wanted to go. Um, I don't think he's going to be this bad. However, I think he is, um, Still getting himself acclimated to being the number two guy. Um, the the field goal percentage has been right down, and that was one of the main things that gave him value last year. He was an over 55% shooter from the field. He's down at 34 through uh, the first few games this season. The shots are there. He's just not hitting them, and that will come around. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that he's going to be in that like top, 50 top 40 sort of zone. I wouldn't go top 30. I don't think he's going to be that high. I never thought he was going to be that high, but that top 50 to top 45 is sort of where I value him. Are you thinking along the same sort of lines there, Cal? Um, yeah, I am. Uh, once again, small sample size. He should come back. Um, Cause his, yeah, his field goal has been atrocious. That's what he's known for. That's why he kind of was drafted. He was preseasoned about 22 or something pretty, pretty wild. Um, I, I think the field goal should come up. Um, in terms of trades, I was, I was trying to find one who I'd, I'd potentially offer. And I ended up landing on Evan Mobley. Um, he's been killing it so far. He's like a top 30 guy, two blocks a game. They are showcasing him in Cleveland. Um, if you look at their stats, I mean, Michael Porter's outside the 100, Evan Mobley inside the top 30. Um, and you've got the upside there. I think there is a realm where you could potentially play that off. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Mobis looked amazing. Uh, I think I, I would do that trade if I was the Mobley owner, and I would I would uh, hope to get Michael Porter Jr. They're, they're different types of players, so you're looking at getting more threes and and, and points from from a Michael Porter Jr. Maybe giving up some blocks. Um, so 
you know, there's, there's, there's different needs to take into account, but on the surface value sort of level, yeah, I would definitely think that that's a good one and, and potentially you might be able to get away with. Um, the, the name I had out there was uh, Miles Bridges, who's been absolutely dominating. Um, I think that we're going to talk about him soon in our, our sell high video, but um, there's a few things that are going really, really well for Miles Bridges. And I think he's going to be a massive steal. Don't get me wrong. I think he has the potential to be a top... 70 top 60 player, but I still would just much rather Michael Porter Jr. You probably could even go lower than Miles Bridges. Um, maybe someone like a Harrison Barnes might be someone that you go out there. I think Barnes is probably going to be worse than Bridges, so maybe if you can swing that. He's putting up 28 points a game and five threes at the moment. I think those type of players do a similar thing to Michael Porter Jr., but just not as good. And and that kind of thing you might be able to get, get a good, good buy low. Uh, for MPJ with those players. Yeah, I think with MPJ as well, you have to realize, I feel like he was going so hard just because of the, probably the pun assist build because he could yeah. carry your field goal so well. And those assists, which have always been shocking, he, he struggles to get over one a game. I think he's on 1.8 so far. So that could be a yeah. season high for him. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, look, I, I think you'd have to keep that in mind. So, so some players that potentially yeah. you're trading will probably you don't need. So even like a Christian Wood who preseason was about 36. You look at Michael Porter's preseason of about 19. Um, you could even flip a coin at this point. Um, Christian Wood's putting up good yeah, I, th- know, I think that's, I think that's too much. I think that's too much. I think I think it's too much as yeah, well. I, yeah. I think it is as well. But in terms of, if you're trying to sell a Michael Porter Jr., if you are yeah. worried, maybe you could that'd go be, for a Christian Wood on the other angle. That'd be the cutoff point, I'd say. Yeah, I wouldn't want to accept anything um, like sort of worse than that. Really, because I think I mean I, we, we were, I was lower on Christian Wood to begin with, but he's he's doing well at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. Let's let's go on to the next guy here that I've got written down, uh, Clint Capella, who is quietly, um, if you didn't know, he's on a minutes limit at the moment because of I believe it's a foot injury or something like that, or or an Achilles uh, soreness or something. If I remember yeah, correctly, yeah, that's right. Um, He's been he's been very quiet at the moment and is not putting up any points at the moment. I think he's averaging what is he averaging? Eight point seven points. Um, literally hasn't hit a free throw yet this season, um, which we know is not his thing. But just the minutes are down at twenty four forty. And I think if uh, fantasy managers weren't aware, you might be able to snag him and maybe convince them that oh that they're playing more. You know, John Collins at center or something like that. He's going to have a down year, but I think he's going to ramp it up pretty soon. Yeah, look, I, I kind of agree. I still, I actually would be a bit worried though if I do own him because you got um a Kongwu coming back. I think he'll kind of demand some minutes here and there. Um, I so I still would be a little bit worried about Clint. Um, I don't but, think a Kongwu is due back for a while though. I think he's out for uh, maybe even the majority of the season, if I remember correctly. I could, I'll have to fact check that, but I wasn't well, really. Okay, I didn't realize that was that bad. I, I I've had him on my watch list to when he does come back. Um, I'll have to long, check that no, one. There's no, there's no reason to worry about that then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at his rank 110 on, on fantasy. That's, yeah. that's pretty, pretty rough. Um, the, <laughs> zero, the rank, zero, zero percent for free throw. Yeah. <laughs> the ranking is always going to be affected by the free throw percentage. So obviously if you're trading for him, you're punting that category. And like we yeah. said, last year he was the fourth ranked player in a punt free throw percentage build. Um, so do keep that in mind. He's going to block your shots. He's going to get you. He's still averaging 11.7 rebounds in 24 minutes a night and still getting you nearly two blocks a game. Um, the field goal percentage will lift in value when the amount of shots goes up, when the minutes go up as well. And he's going to get close to like 14 rebounds. The blocks are going to go over two a game. He's going to get all the same kind of stuff as soon as those minutes come back up. So don't look at his ranking. Look at what he's doing 
and it's going to be the exact same as what we've expected the last couple of years. Um, who would you be looking to purchase Clint Capella with? What kind of value range are you you sort of targeting at this point? Is it is it too much of a stretch to try and sell Stephen Adams? Oh, <laughs> is it is too much of a stretch? Because that uh, look, man's been on fire. Uh, yeah, well, he's ranked thirty one. So if, if you've got someone who's really big and into ranking. Yeah, so it yeah. does make sense. Yeah, it, it's a similar kind of play. Look, if you can do it, 100%, give it a shot. I don't know if it'll be successful, um, but yeah, sure. Uh, I, I definitely wouldn't do it if I was the uh, the owner of Clint Capella. Just you have some realistic, a more realistic option, maybe? Uh, let me have a look here. I, I liked the Evan Mobley option that you had from before. I think that he's someone who yeah. you, you could definitely do. Um, you, you still keep your blocks there, but the, the field goal percentage is going to be better. The rebounds, I think, is going to be better with Clint Capella. So you get a boost in those categories. Um, we can have a look at... Teenage Mutant Ninja Purtle. Yes. Um, or, potentially punts the three throws, but he's been killing it so yeah, far. Man. Like yeah, he's 16, probably... 11, and 4. One steal, 1.3 blocks. I mean, yeah, look, small sample size, but goddamn, 72% from the field. Yeah. Um, he He's having a, a pretty monster season so far. Yeah, I think that's almost a bit too much. I think that like there's a world where those two, you know, you know, Pirtle ranks higher than Clint Capella. I think that's that's too close in value. Um, but I wouldn't have said that like a few weeks ago. I thought, yeah, sure, sign me up for that trade. But Pirtle's getting more minutes this season than I expected. And I think that's going to continue. Um, maybe someone like a Wendell Carter Jr. or a Mo Bamba, someone like that. I think you can you can make that trade. I think if you're looking at big guys. Um, I think those those are players that I would definitely uh, be happy to trade for Clint Capella, and I think you could maybe convince them that Mo Bamba's a bit of a hype guy at the moment. So um, you know, ride that narrative and see if you can get a trade done. Um, who else am I trying to think of? Maybe someone like I'm trying to think of a non-big. Maybe someone like I don't know. A completely different thing would be like a Tyler Hero or someone like that. Perhaps he's been having a lot of big games. He's a bit of a fun name to throw out there. Um, yeah, those kind of players is that that kind of range is what you're looking for. Someone who would normally be considered like an eighty to a hundred sort of type. That's the kind of player that I'd be trying to throw out there. Maybe a, a fifty to seventy-five. If there's no scope of them actually doing better than that, that's the kind of player that I'd be trying to throw out there. Yep, fair enough. Uh, I agree. All right, let's let's go on to the last buy low, and it is uh, D'Angelo Russell, um, someone who I've got a lot of stock in this year. He's frustrating me, but um, I think he's a buy low opportunity because there's no one outside of him, Anthony Edwards and Carlton Towns, who's taking shots in this team, um, and he's he's taking the shots. He's just not hitting them, and he's uh, putting up a shit ton of turnovers, which affects his rank. Uh, we kind of knew that going into it, but I think you can you can get D'Lo somewhat cheap at the moment. He's the 194th ranked player through his games, averaging 14-4-4 four, four, with a steal, two and a half threes, but the field goal percentage at 31%, that's definitely going to come up. Yeah, that has to. And, and even the threes, I expect them to have three a game, so that they should definitely both come up. Um, I think there's just made a bit of a, a growing pain. He didn't get a whole lot of time with Cat last yeah. season, so I think they're still getting to get to know and each Edwards. other. They're both injured a fair bit. Yeah. And yeah, and you got the whole... Um, Anthony Edwards integrating him. Um, he's yeah. put on 25 points a game. So to some degree, I guess Delo's taking a bit of a step back to him. And yeah. um, I would expect his assist definitely to come up. I wouldn't be surprised if it ends on a, you know, seven and a half um, assist per game, which is super elite. So right now he's ranked at one nine six. Um, I think it's pr- pretty bad. I, I have a bit of stock in him as well. I think he will 
be a bit more realistic of his preseason rank of 60. I think that did yeah. fit around there pretty pretty comfortably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would definitely be happy to. Uh, a player that I sort of thought out that you could trade for him that I think would be really good would be someone like a uh, Spencer Dinwiddie um, sort of type, I think. Although, you know, maybe maybe that's probably even a bit too much, but um, a Spencer Dinwiddie type or worse would be sort of where I'm looking at. Uh, who did you sort of have in mind as a, as a D'Angelo Russell sort of trade target? Um, I'd like it as a bit of a sell high for, um, for the sell low to go with a Tyler Hero. Just because yep. he has been so hot recently. I, I'd like to say, look, as a Heat fan, I love it. I want to make sure, uh, if this is maintainable, it's, a, it's amazing. But I don't think it is, sadly. Um, 23 points a game, pre- pretty wild, about you know seven rebounds, five assists. Um, I, I think that could be a good target because over the course of the season, D'Lo with the assists could be a better option there. Yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely agree. I think, I think that that is someone who I would definitely uh, be happy to trade for D'Angelo Russell. Um, I'll throw another few guards out there. Someone like a Derek Rose. People always seem to love a bit of Derek Rose. Tim Hardaway Jr. I would definitely do so. Um, even someone like um, Seth Curry. He's ranked 69th and he's had a few big games. Um, had a quiet one last one, so it might be a bit harder now. But those sort of type of players are very happily uh, trade for a D'Angelo Russell. All right. Yep. Let's move away from buy lows and go into our sell highs now. A um, couple of really obvious names here. Uh, just go through a few of them. We're starting with the top here with uh, Julius Randle, who I think is a pretty clear sell high. Um, what's he been ranked at the moment so far? He is ranked... I've got it in front of me, 10th overall in the season, putting up 37 and a half minutes a game. Um, the big red flag here is he's averaging 1.8 blocks per game. Um, that yep. is that is not going to continue. He is not a shot blocker, and that is boosting his value a fair amount. Although, I am encouraged to see his assists are still really high. It was something that I was worried about with Kemba coming to the team. I don't necessarily think that that's coming down from last year, so I'm, I'm viewing him basically what he was last year, um, but... That's not the 10th ranked player. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. That's the blocks. Um, it's glaring. I think he averaged in about half a block a game over the course of last season on huge minutes. We know Tibbs plays them, uh, but yeah, 25, 11, six and a half assists. It's good to see the assists are still there. Kemba weirdly some seems to have some kind of minutes cap. I don't know that they're, they're definitely managing his minutes, I think, and putting D rose in there a fair bit. Uh, maybe it's a tips thing, but um, if you got Randall, I know he kind of fit that punt block build. So right now he's probably not even giving you much value there because you might be losing that category regardless, but uh, still, still a pretty good, um, you'd, you'd be pretty happy with your return so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, to give you some names, it, look, it's tough to give you some names, but if you can sell them for anyone who's like a first round player, uh, I would be doing so. So someone like uh, Kevin Durant or someone like uh, Joel Embiid, um, Maybe would you do him for Anthony Davis. Uh, that was you? the that was the next name I was going to say. Anthony Davis. It depends on your build because chances are you've got him for a punt field, uh, block build. So maybe you would yep. rather uh, Julius Randle than an Anthony Davis. Uh, look, uh, Davis is probably gonna, still going to give you more. Would he give you more points? Maybe not. Um, yeah, no, probably not. No, I probably wouldn't trade Julius Randle for Anthony Davis. It's close. I think they're yeah. very similar players, so you're not really even getting that much. I think it's more for a a fit of your team yeah. kind of thing. Maybe a late round as you picked up a Mo Bamba as a flyer and you picked up a Gafford because there and you, you are competitive in blocks and you decide to go that route. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's, there's not a whole lot of options, but I think the names that, that stand out to me are, yeah, Embiid, Durant, 
Um, you know, those those sort of level of, of players. Um, would not trade him for a Vucevic or a Sabonis or anything like that. They're too similar. Um, yeah, those those two names that I mentioned before would be what I would be going for. Or if you did want to make a pivot and go for the blocks, then you could try an Anthony Davis. Um, and you might be able to pull that off. All right, let's go on to the next sell-high guy. Uh, he's everyone's favorite guy in the moment, and he's been playing very impressively. Um, it's Ja Morant. What what are your thoughts on uh, on Jar at the moment, Cal? He's he's um, putting up buckets. I was sleeping on Jar, man. I was sleeping on. I, I regret it. I think this team is just built around him a lot better. I was sleeping on Memphis in general. Um, I don't know what it was. I, I knew Jaron Jackson Jr. was going to have a big season, and his fantasy was has been awesome as well. It's like two point three blocks with two point three um, threes. So um, yeah, both the Memphis kids are killing it. Um, eighth overall rank on yeah. Yahoo for. Ja Morant, he obviously is boosted by that 40 and 10 game he did have um, with five threes. I think that's one of his fantasy stats that um, really could come up. So you'd like to think that he sustains a good two and a half. Um, The 1.3 steals is good. You obviously have to realize the turnovers will be there. They run the ball through him so often that um, he does kind of fit that punt regardless. But yeah, right now, like, I mean, eighth overall, he was probably drafted in the in the third round, I think, most commonly. No, I think he was um, so even in terms later of value, if you, you reckon he was dropping in the, in the fourth or fifth? His preseason rank um, was pre, 52. Preseason's 52. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's obviously looking pretty low right now because I think this is somewhat sustainable. Once I think this team, like, maybe he's just turned it on. Everyone knows third-year players, usually that's when they break out and it looks like it's it's happening for Jar. Look, I'll tell you what's not sustainable. 58% from the field. Uh, that's not sustainable. He's not going to do that for the season. Um, and that's going to drop his value a fair bit. He's going to drop his points. Um, I'm also skeptical. So so the big thing about Ja, he's, he's an excellent player. He's traditionally been a horrible fantasy player because he doesn't get steals. He doesn't shoot that many threes. He gets low rebounds. His percentages and turnovers were bad. Now, it, it would be very unlikely although possible, that he improves every single one of those things in one year. Um, I, I think that he might be maybe a slightly better three-point shooter. I'm encouraged by the free throws at 81% at seven attempts. That's very encouraging. Um, the steals, I'm still skeptical of. Um, and obviously, the field goal percentage, I think, is going to come down, although probably still going to be better than last year. So he's going to make a massive jump from last year. But last year, he was, I think, well outside the top 100 players. Um so I think he's probably more of a top, it's hard to say, a top 40 player than, than like this high. And I think, I think a lot of people are getting really excited with him because he's put up some awesome lines. But if you can get him for, you know, someone like a, a Zach Levine or someone like a Fred Van Vliet or a LaMelo Ball or, or any of these guards, a Damian Lillard, if you can make that trade, I would 100% do it because just from like historical seasons, his fantasy game just doesn't translate as well as those other guys. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And I do agree to bits and pieces of it. I understand that your field goal will come down. He's not going to be the eighth ranked player, 100%. No, but no. I, could, I could see him actually um, getting... I think it's the field goal and the free throw percentage. If he can maintain, he's not going to shoot 58% from the field, but if he gets close to 50, which he could be because, um, look, I think he is just that crafty. I think once again, it, it's switched on from, it may be in the high forties, um, but I think that if that's lifted, um, the steals will probably come down as well. Uh, turnovers will be there. He could be in certain builds. If you build them right, if you don't care about the turnovers, um, he could be kind of like the, maybe even top 30. 
Yeah, look, if in certain punt builds, he's definitely he definitely improves substantially. Um, so he definitely does have value. The points and assists are extremely valuable. They're they're two of the hardest things to find in fantasy. So um, you know he, he definitely does have value from that point, regardless if all those things come back to earth. Um, but I just think that there's such a hype around him at the moment that you could probably get someone really really valuable for Jar if you wanted to. Uh, you know, some of those big names that are throughout there, like Damian Lillard. Yeah, I, I like him for Levine. I like him for Zach Levine. I think over the course of the season, Zach, he's just so consistent, Yeah, um, really good. He doesn't hurt you at all. That's why I love um, Zach Levine as well. Obviously, the defense isn't quite there, but otherwise, um, very solid player. Yeah, much better in the both percentages, lower turnovers, all those sort of things. So especially even at a Roto League, I would, I would make that swap pretty quickly. Um, but there's no doubt he's probably going to beat what I thought he was going to do this season. He's, he's definitely doing better than I expected uh, this season, uh, so far at least, and I think probably for the rest of the season. Let's move on to the next uh, sell high, and it's Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, I feel like he was on this list uh, last year, so he just seems to start pretty hot. Um, uh, currently the 24th ranked player. Um, but I tell you what's coming down, definitely, Callum. It's the 40 and a half minutes that he's playing at the moment. Uh, like we said before in the previous podcast, these Indiana Pacers guys are just playing a whole ton of minutes. And um, I, look, they've had a couple of overtime games, so that's boosting his value, I think, at the moment. And I think that that's going to come down. Yeah, I think it was actually their first three games of the season were all overtime games, which is pretty wild. That's I'm crazy. sure that probably is a record somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, 25 points, seven and a half rebounds, seven and a half assists. Um, wild. We, we know the defensive stats aren't there. Um, so you would expect everything to take a hit just because of the minutes. Um, if, if he goes down the 32 minutes game, which I think is pretty reasonable, that's still, uh, you know, that's still a good, um, you know, 20% of his minutes that he's right now, that's going to get hit. So if you take 20% off his stats, He's kind of back to where he, he normally was ranked at 67. So um, I, I think as an owner, yeah, cool, sure, you definitely could throw a trade out there. Um, but his, even his field goal hasn't been that good. That, that should be hurting you a bit. Um, I guess there's more of a ceiling for that. But otherwise, it's obviously the minutes. It's just the overtime games. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I think yeah, like those minutes are definitely going to come down. He's also a bit of an injury risk as well because I think he's had a few injuries in, in a few seasons and when he's playing this high minutes, I do worry about that a little bit. So I would happily accept a trade for like a Fred Van Vliet uh, or someone like of that nature. Maybe like a Donovan Mitchell would be someone who I would accept a trade easily for. Uh, who's some other names I can throw out there, like Chris Paul or someone like that. These kind of like second to third round guards that were in that kind of area. Lonzo Ball, although Lonzo's been killing it as well. You probably can't do that trade. Um, you know, those kind of level of players. Any any sort of names that you want to throw out there specifically for Brogdon? Yeah, so what I had on my list, um, I'm pretty high in this season was uh, DeJounte Murray. He had a big game today. Yes. And I think he's got a lot more due in him. So if you can make that trade, I... I would prefer DeJounte Murray on my team. Um, right now, he's ranked at 44. Um, I think that should definitely go up um, just with the steals. Steals are elite. Um, assists are awesome. And you, that can't hurt your team. Yeah, and he's a good field goal percentage guy from the point guard position, which is hard he to is. find. And right now, he's only shooting 37% from the field as well. So yeah, even so with his rank, up. it's got to come up. Yeah, that definitely will come up. So I know I like that suggestion there. So I, yeah, any of those guys, I would be very happy to make that swap. Let's move on to um, the last guy here that we're going to talk about, and it is Miles Bridges of the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I, yeah, did not see this coming. I can tell you that Are you much. trading him for Kevin Durant? That's the uh, first question. <laughs> yes, I would do that trade. Uh, but, man, this guy, 
what the hell? Like, he is the fifth-ranked player this season. Um, 35 minutes a game, putting up 25, 8.5, 2.3 steals, 53%, 94%. Just absolutely braining it right now. Uh, this can't keep up, Cal. Um, although, he's going to smash the ADP of 87, I think. I think he's probably a top 70, at least, top 65 player. Um, he's definitely looking like a, a MIP candidate. He is. He looks like the MIP camp. I'm really excited for Charlotte because this man is really awesome to watch and he's playing with LaMelo Ball. So last season, the Hornets were my favorite team. They are again this season. Um, this is huge for, for Miles Bridges. Um, the, the biggest stat I think that you should be looking at is field goal attempted, 17 and a half. So yeah. they're obviously running it through him. And, and that's my biggest surprise because he's getting threes, two and a half threes a game. Um on really good field goals. He's such a big dunker. He, he runs the court with Lamella. Yeah. He's going to have a lot of open dunks regardless. So his field goal, I think will always be good. Um, whatever he's doing. And, and the steals are coming up. Like those steals I'll are coming up. I'm, I'm kind of keen to hold on to him. I, I want to see where this takes me because this is pretty wild so far. Um, if you, obviously if you can sell him for someone in the, any of the top three rounds, you do it. Yeah. That's but what we're talking wanna, about here. Like, we're, we're talking about selling high. 60? Yeah, we're talking about selling yeah, oh, high. you got to sell high. Yeah. Uh, when <laughs> I say... In the top three rounds, I probably would do it. Yeah, when I say like, you know, I see him as like a top 70, top 65 player, that doesn't mean that I'm accepting someone at 50th. Like, um, I want to try and get good fucking value. Like, he could be better than that. So, you're, you're aiming for top 35. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of level you're aiming for because this guy's absolutely killing it right now. Um, and there are things that make you kind of believe that it's somewhat sustainable. Uh, I hate to say it, but um, the things that I think are going to come down, I think his points are going to come down. He's not going to average 25 a game. He's not going to average 2.3 steals a game. Yeah, The percentages the percentage are probably actually not too far away from the truth, to be honest. He's a very efficient guy in both percentages, and he, he's not a big turnover guy, so that's happening. The rebounds, I think, are going to be fine. Um, so uh, apart from the steals and the points... Yeah, I could I can definitely see it, everything else basically maintaining. Um, but you've got someone like Terry Rozier who's still got to come back into the mix. He's only played twenty three minutes this entire season, so he's going to take it back, take away some usage. We've had PJ Washington miss uh, a couple of games, so there's someone else where maybe the minutes come down a touch. But he he is going to be he's going to be a, a beast this year in fantasy. So if you drafted him, congratulations! Don't just throw him away because he's on this video. But if you can get someone, I don't know, like. Anyone in the top three rounds, like if you can get, what do you think? If would you do a, a OG and an Obi for um, for a Bridges trade? Um, well, I know you're high on OGs. Yeah. I know you wouldn't. I know you definitely wouldn't. I probably wouldn't quite yet either. Um, we know that OG. I think he's just locked in for a better role. You, you mentioned it before. Terry Rozier um, should take some shots away from him, surely. Um, um, some guys I had on my list was a. Anthony Edwards, who's more of a third, fourth rounder. Yeah. Um, I think the points for Anthony Edwards will be there the whole season, like 25 points per game. I think that's pretty accurate. That's what um, Miles Bridges is putting up um, with defensive stats. So maybe there's an argument for that. I think Anthony Edwards will be more reliable. Another guy I had on my list was um, Toby Harris. If you just want all reliable, yes, it's boring, but I think over the course of the season, Toby Harris will give you a bit more than what Bridges is giving you, well, I, especially I, I, with... I actually think that Bridges... Is, out. I think Bridges and Toby Harris are, like, pretty similar players, to be honest. Like, if you think about it... They, a bit they of a are, call. but I think with, with Simmons out, that Toby Harris is, has more of a ceiling right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. He's probably safer as well. Um, yeah, there is a world I do see that, that you know, Bridges 
beats out Harris. So for me, I'm, I'm aiming even higher than that. Just because, like we said, we broke it down. Like there's there's only two categories here that I see dropping off points and steals. Everything else you look at, like, like I think that's just going to be what he is. Um, I say Toby Harris was 41st right now, and he's 43rd in preseason. Yeah, so like I still think for someone who's ranked in 87, three games in, yeah, you'd be you'd be pretty happy with that. Just because it's a similar player, um, and you should just get a buffer. Yeah. Yeah, look, you uh, you can do that. I'm just saying that, like, you know, if if you're a believer, then then I wouldn't. I would try. I would try go higher. I would try go higher. Go for someone like a, a Jalen Brown or a Zach Levine or a Jimmy Butler or something like that. Like some of these oh, guys, that's... they're big names. I know. It, you're but, asking for a lot, Mitch. I, I know, but this guy's the fifth ranked player, and he's killing it. And like, there's a lot of good signs here. Anthony Edwards, I like your suggestion there. Um, Look, sometimes that, that, and more than likely not going to work, but that's the point of these sell highs. There are a lot of like managers who are panicking out there with a few guys. Um, I think the OG Ananobi is like the line where I would go, okay, I, I would try and I would take OG over a Bridges and feel good about it. But anything sort of after that, I'm sort of like, ah, Toby Harris, eh, I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't do it. I'd keep Bridges. What about it? Here we go. Would you shock the world with a, a James Harden for Miles Bridges trade? Obviously, I would rather James Harden, um, but, but I don't. I, I don't know necessarily think you're going to be able to do that. But if you can, if, if someone can, please do it. Comment on it, and and we'll we'll put it up on social media and tell everyone that's possible. So if you can do something like that, please let us know, and uh, we'd happily uh, spread the word uh, and let everyone know that it is possible. Alrighty, uh, that might do it for us today, guys. Um, let us know down in the comments anyone else who you are frustrated in and you're worried if you're, you you know you should sell them or if you should buy low on a particular player, what we think about everyone's value. Let us know in the comments. Make sure you're subscribed. Give the video a thumbs up. Let's get this video to 150 likes. That's our target. 150 likes, guys. See if we can do it, and we'll catch you guys next time. Laters.